They said, oh, get into podcasting, they said. Oh, it would be great, they said. They never said to defuse a bomb. You say one opinion about Chris Jericho not being a good babyface in 2022 and all of wrestling to her decides to send you... Oh God, no, okay. Uh, which wire do I cut? The yellow wire or the blue wire? The yellow wire or the blue wire? Uh, uh, which, which, which one do I? What the hell? This isn't, this isn't how the skit's supposed to end. Where's, where's all the fireworks? The phoenix coming out from the ashes? Like, I planned a kaiju monster for this bit. What the? Somebody... Somebody bought this as an NFT! What the... How did they... It's, it's not even up for the sale. People can buy my... The f*** is a blockchain! How do I do... What... It, does this... That's just a skip, but it's in the audio... Do I still own wrestling with fiction? How the f*** does this work? Gentlemen and ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome to a brand new and exciting edition of the Wrestling with Fiction podcast. The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and I'm assuming we have entered what I'm assuming is the blockchain. I- ignore the bad sentence structure there. But yes, we're talking about. Something I never thought would ever come to this, but hey, uh, this this podcast has always kind of been a bit weird and against the grain. So yeah, we're sticking with that trend as we're talking about NFTs. Let that sink in. I'm assuming you read the title for this. We are talking about NFTs. A thing that up to a year ago, before this podcast existed, did not exist. And it, quite frankly, it shouldn't exist. It's it's weird. It's a bizarre trend that happened in the year 2021 heading into 2022. So for the sake of those who have been living underneath the blockchain-formed rock that has been NFTs, it has been a, to quote-unquote, to give away the acronym, a non-fungible token. Basically meaning, and for layman's terms, think of it like if you buy a piece of clothing from a clothes shop, you buy it, it's automatically at this point the same as everything else because you don't have a ideal experience with said thing. It, it's basically identical to every other shirt that you've bought. But once you buy the shirt, and you've worn the shirt, and you've stained the shirt, and you've ruined the shirt to no repair, and you want to go back and you want to be like, hey, can I get a shirt that's exactly like this one? It will likely never come true because none of those shirts will be distinctly alike because of productions, errors from human error or machines, basically mean you have your own unique shirt. That is basically what NFTs are in the layman's terms. A internet sensation that has taken the world by storm in which people invest in <laughs> images, audio, objects, all presented on the crypto slash blockchain of the internet designed to be an alternative to modern banking. Huh. That made me sound incredibly pretentious, but also surprisingly smarter than I believe I do come off on this podcast. 
And some of you might be wondering after this tangent, why on earth are we tying these things together? Well, some of you may or may not be aware of a recent WWE Q1 investors call where various members of WWE's extended family, your Stephanie McMahon's, your Vince McMahon, and your Nick Khan's, basically stated and mentioned throughout it that they're looking into the ideas of Web3 and further stuff within the crypto space, which they've already started to do with WWE-themed NFTs. Stuff varying from The Undertaker's iconic moments to basically stuff involving John Cena and Roman Reigns to varying degrees of success. But it's WWE's attempt of diving into the crypto space, a space that's relatively untapped for better or in my case, or in my personal opinion, for worse! So it brings the question that I believe, I don't think anybody has, but is a possibility, because we know how WWE can be. They like to be a little bit, you know, they like to say they've got the finger on the pulse, but it's more like they're sitting on a sofa and the, the remote is right at the, like, coffee table, or your dining room table, and they're really trying to, like, head over to it and like lean over to get it but it just isn't there so they kind of just have to force themselves to get up but by then somebody's already grabbed the remote and changed the channel but then they want to change it back because they want to keep with the trends that that's basically what wwe is with certain things like the golden egg <laughs> if some of you remember that so for me it's it's maybe curious it's maybe wonder and it's made me create as stupid as it is, it's a very stupid story, I might add, before we get into this. A WWE theme storyline integrating NFTs. So, that is the focus of this episode, which I have carefully just rambled on. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends, your friendliest friends, and all other likes and folks. And without further ado, timestamps will be in the description of this video, podcast, wherever you're listening to this. Where if you feel like you want to subscribe, you can. If you want to leave a review on your insert favorite podcast, you can. And with that, let's talk about how WWE has and could integrate NFTs in about four minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ, what has this podcast become? <laughs> So like what we've already mentioned before, NFTs standing for non-fungible tokens are basically pieces of memorabilia or art spread across the entire part of the internet sold for varying degrees of prices. All as distinct pieces of memorabilia that you can purchase. Stuff like tweets, in this case WWE's iconic moments, and various other bits and bobs. You might see a couple rogue chimps and yan cats around the internet. But with it, the old idea of crypto, the blockchain, all this stuff was created in a response to the 2008 stock market crisis which left thousands of people significantly poorer than before. And with such and such, resulted in various others resulting in desiring additional income. Now, the idea of crypto and the old idea of the NFT situation was built upon as a response to the use of bank cards and the use of contactless 
transactions that have been in the rise over the past several years. This basically involving, you know, having it be that you pay mo money on a plastic card, which banks will receive and monitor from your day to day and see how much money you have that they can pay to the respected banks of said areas. Now, the difference between this and crypto is that it's more of a public sphere. The whole idea of a blockchain is mostly used to describe how the whole transactions and regulations are all done incredibly public. Anyone, if given the opportunity, can have a look at your internet wallet. And with such and such has led to a whole variety of scams, varying from degrees of, hey, uh, because this is vulnerable, we can leave viruses on your cryptocurrency spaces. Hey, uh, because you're all buying these NFTs of degreeing values, we can rely on pump and dump schemes. Yay! Basically meaning people pump up the stock of an individual coin or NFT, then drop it immediately so that people have significantly less value than what they put in. It's really screwed up, it's effed up, and WWE would 100% get involved with it. Because as we've seen with the recent Q1 investors call, they are higher up in profit than they have ever have been before. Attempting to experiment in places like Web3 and various other spots, already having NFTs as discussed already, WWE is vying for the taking in this internet space, which is basically the wild, wild west. But... I wouldn't be mentioning this if there wasn't potential for potential storyline stuff here. The crypto space, and in this case this new type of blockchain internet integration, requires a lot of power. And in addition to this, it's relatively unmonitored. It is designed to be the kind of everyman alternative to modern banking in which anybody can help and make a transaction. Basically meaning that if you ha lack some knowledge in that department, that it's very easy for it to be exploited because the degree of ownership on NFTs and various other things involving the crypto space is widely still discussed in varying degrees and has potential to create some conflict within WWE storylines, all desired around the power struggle between your GMs or not so called GMs and your WWE superstars and even the fans themselves. So for me, NFTs bring... <laughs> oh my god, do I sound like a public show. <laughs> NFTs bring potential for interesting television. Something that WWE desperately needs a little bit more continuity with. And to be brief here, has a lot of potential to spawn new and interesting characters from the back of their NXT roster to the front of their WWE main roster counterparts. And to explain this further, hopefully to explain this further, we have to go straight to a little segment I like to call the tagline, which for those of you who are unaware what the heckings is a tagline in this podcast, it's basically my summary of what I plan to do with the wrestler and or wrestlers, or in this case, storyline of the week. It can be, think of it like a summary you'd see on Netflix, Crunchyroll, Funimation, HBO Max, like everyone's favourite new wrestling show, Peacemaker, where they finally turned John Cena heel! They did it! He's killed people! But he still has a redeemable quality, because he has an eagle! Isn't the eagle cool? Isn't the intro great? The intro's fantastic! I would attempt to sing it, but I've just- I haven't got a good voice. Like, it's, it's been fried. 
But speaking of frying, it's about time that we cook ourselves up a brand new fantasy booking pitch in the tagline. So fictional friends, please lend me your energy as I attempt to convince you and pitch to you a WWE themed storyline with NFTs. This episode's gonna be real niche. So for starters here, I'm gonna have to tell you, for the sake of this storyline, it's gonna be real short. I'm not talking like this is gonna be a six-month program and we bring somebody up and everything's great. No, I'm I'm thinking like three months tops, maybe even four. Because uh I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this concept could get really stale really quickly. Particularly because it's WWE potentially shilling its own product to an extent. Like WWE has a whole history of relationships of advertisements that they integrate within their shows. Stuff like Dragon Guard, Yu Yu Hakusho, League of Legends, you can list a whole bunch of weird advertisements they've had. But nothing that's ever really been truly integrated into a storyline quite like the potential of their own product. So with it, we need to find the balance between using it as a comparable story to develop characters but also not really use it too much to where the whole product is shoved down our own throats. But with it, it's important that we use it to establish new talent. Particularly talent who could potentially be called up from NXT. I won't mention who I have in mind, but I think if you have any idea with money and gimmicks, you'll have a good idea. But with that said, the idea of including this type of concept also runs its own potential of making potential baby faces. The idea of using potential ownership that NFTs provide or any other things involving a relatively new form of currency and transactions also leaves a good layer of unknown and a degree of comeuppance. Stuff that a lot of WWE authority figures tend to lack or Possess getting face Sony Deville versus Naomi, for example. So with that said, my idea for the tagline this week involving NFTs <laughs> is attempting to establish themselves beyond the stock market. A maniacal promoter attempts to expand his reach to the internet. A place where a man has already began to issue himself going to the moon. Now, some of you might be wondering who the to the moon part could be. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I won't reveal it until we actually begin the story, but I think you get a decent idea of where we're going with this. We are going to have a... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. We're gonna have a crypto war on WWE programming. It's not the weirdest thing they've ever done. It's probably not the weirdest thing that somebody's ever thought of, but you know, screw it. I want you to write something stupid, and you know what? NFTs give me that reason. <laughs> I don't know why. You know what? Yes, yes, that's what we do. There's no need for any explanations. There's no need for any of it. <laughs> We've done enough. We've done enough explaining what the heck any of this stuff is. 
This shouldn't even exist. Some of it, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. The idea of like uh, public internet space things that's mostly held by people with obscene amounts of income to spend on this really weird yet cheap pieces of pixel art. I, I get the idea of memorabilia potentially, but copy and paste is a thing. Screenshots are a thing. <laughs> why? And hopefully I can answer why and how this can be used. Oh God help me. Hopefully I don't crease throughout this entire booking. As I attempt to integrate NFTs <laughs> into a WWE storyline. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Let, let's go. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> oh god help me. So our story begins on an episode of Raw. It's post the Q1 investors call and it is announced via Corey Graves on commentary that WWE will be releasing and selling brand new NFTs to the WWE Universe. Marketing it as don't just be a part of the universe. Own it with WWE's recent Attitude Era NFTs. Relive your favorite moments of the WWE under a new lens. Purchase your own WWE NFT today. Don't be a part of the universe. Own it. These little ads play from week to week to week. Pronounced by Michael Cole and Corey Graves over the weeks through WrestleMania season. Where they say it will eventually culminate and open with a new batch of NFTs post the WrestleMania episode of Monday Night Raw. So we eventually get to the WrestleMania episode or post-mania episode of Monday Night Raw where Corey Graves enters the ring and he begins to show off all the brand new NFTs available via WWE including the classic Stone Cold Steve Austin aligning himself with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Moments like The Undertaker making his triumphant loss or debut at WrestleMania or even including Michael Cole. Just, just Michael Cole, really. And with it, Corey Graves begins to talk further. He starts revealing a brand new NFT to be revealed, and it's when Shane McMahon buys WCW. And as this happens, the Titantron goes black. The lights are all still on, but something happens on the screen. We get, we get to see the little Bitcoin appear on the screen, and it says bought. Corey Graves looks on incredibly confused. He's like, um, he goes out to the back. He goes to one of the recent standees at the WWE and they tell him that the NFT has been bought. Corey Graves looks on utterly confused as a very similar tune plays, being that of a song that is all about Grimes. He set a home hurting and made little with the dime. And with it, Cameron Grimes makes his triumphant debut, and I shall say this, finally, to the WWE main roster. He comes out with his, you know, jacket. He's coming out with, like, fake printed money of Cameron Grimes dollars that he starts sharing with the fans. <laughs> and he, he comes out to interrupt Corey Graves. He's like, what, what the hell are you doing here, Grimes? Look, 
This this has nothing to do with you. We are unveiling WWE's brand new NFTs. And Cameron Grimes, he enters the ring. He he says that he has a rags to riches story. You know, some people may not be familiar with him on Raw, but he grew up with next to nothing. He's a self-made man who invested a lot into stocks. And ever since then, he's been looking at what other ways he can maintain his wealth. And he says to Corey, you know, I've, I've got a lot of money. To quote that damn Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a prize. <laughs> when I accumulated my wealth, it was such a shock that I didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> then I saw this. NFTs. You know, I, I couldn't help but contribute. <laughs> That's a really bad accent, but we're sticking with it anyways. Corey Gray says, <laughs> uh, that, That's great and all, but... Un unveiling that to our kind of like new group it isn't really necessary and Cameron says that he bought all of the recent WWE NFTs believing that since he wanted to contribute so much to the WWE universe and to WWE itself that he would buy it being so gracious because of what they were able to do for him when he bought his stocks having him talk to such legends like Ted DiBiase, he thought it would be great. Plus, since it declares ownership, it means that he could do something that, you know, everybody wants. You know, whilst everybody's got a price, not everybody can afford it. And he says that because he owns all of these NFTs, he technically owns a portion of WWE. And Corey looks on utterly confused, like, what what, what do you mean? He says that, well, I own technically WCW because I own the NFT of WCW. I own this whole situation with the Attitude Era. So by proxy, because I own these things, I own a stock in the company. And by proxy, I own WWE. And with it, Cameron Grimes says to finish it off in an ironic twist. And if I don't, then I will. And I'm gonna take it to the moon. And Cameron Grimes leaves the ring. Corey Graves heads immediately back to commentary, trying to clarify all of this, say, is, is he serious? Can somebody check this? Can, does he own a portion of the WWE Saxon? It's like, well, well I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Did, did people not check this? Did nobody check what doing this NFT thing could do? Does, does Vince McMahon know? Spoilers. He doesn't. Because... Like with real life, with NFTs and the whole crypto space, it's all relatively unknown. And as WWE has been primed to do, sometimes you have to take risks. And sometimes they don't entirely pay off. Because you see, in WWE land here, Cameron Grimes having so much money and having something that was exclusively going to be so high up because some prices of NFTs are goddamn ridiculous. He is the only one who can realistically buy these NFTs. The only one who can realistically buy a stock in the company. So we move on from this. The very next week, 
Cameron Grimes appears in back various other backstage segments. All of your big important ones with the likes of Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. In which he starts giving orders to them. In which they initially kind of deny it. But through some very much clear use of NFTs and stuff. He's owned very specific moments which has given him permission to be over them. And being their own, to an extent, superiors. Because nobody's super aware of NFTs and the extent of their power. Indeed, in the world of WWE. And with it, it allows some babyface come up. It's stuff that we've been missing. Like Brock Lesnar having permission to go attack Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns for the trail. Actual comeuppets for Sonya Deville. Things that otherwise would not be a written example for them to be included in said story. This, of course, leads to a point where Adam Pearce and insert people are over the edge. Where Cameron Grimes begins to continue to justify in his own weird logic. His orders are on the blockchain and they are going to the moon. Of course, this angers Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville so much that they interrupt Vince McMahon giving his own little pep talk to Austin Fury and demanding that they address this situation as they should have done a while ago. As through more and more, Cameron Grimes is gaining a degree of control that WWE never expected because as he buys more of these NFTs individually, to a point where WWE commentary is putting over that nobody else is buying it but Cameron Grimes. It's starting to create a little bit of fear in Vince McMahon's eyes. A fear that he hasn't felt in a while. Since the old days of WCW. A fear of the unknown. So the very next week, Vince McMahon, accompanied by Austin Fury, enters the ring. Vince McMahon grabs a microphone and he says... There's been a lot of talk about some recent altercations between WWE staff and members of our active roster. What was once a peaceful memorabilia to our loyal members of the WWE has been used and donated and exploited to deliver WWE with yet another lethal dose of poison. However, this isn't the 90s anymore. I have control. And for the sake of brevity, I would like to invite this individual to the ring. Cameron Grimes, please come out here. Cameron Grimes comes out, presumably more cocky and more rich than he ever has been before. As his song dubiously implies, he's sacking money and taking it to the moon. He comes out with, you know, one of those like guns that like print money he starts giving it away to fans as like the song playing i'm stacking money stacking money stacking money stacking money <laughs> and he enters the ring vince continues on with his tirade saying that even though he knows that grimes is doing what he does he admires the hustle of this performer and despite not having a match on the main roster he's made quite an impression on the roster but he adds with all due respect, this is all a fad. The fun games are over. You can't seriously believe that someone like you 
could be running the day-to-day -day operations of this company. Your actions have been abhorrent. Harassing staff, bullying them into believing what control you possess. I, I don't know what your goal is here, but if this is to take over this place, I'd suggest heading back down to Hunter's little playground where you can pretend to be a billionaire like you have always been. And Vince then demands Grimes to hand over the laptop that he is supposedly in kayfabe been using to purchase these pieces of NFTs. And Grimes, Grimes is reluctant. He looks over to the WWE audience and he tries to think of everything that he's done. And he's, he says in the most respectful way possible, you know, I, I admire you, Vince. You know, jokingly aside, we both come from a similar background, you and I. Both considered hooligans of our own family. Both rags to riches stories. But here's one thing that you've forgotten in these years of security. That not everybody has the same security as you. Maybe that hasn't became clear over the past couple years, but sometimes when you become rich and you stay rich, you forget about the poor. And you've been leaving this company poor for way too long. People like Ricochet, people like Cesaro, people like anybody on this roster who deserves some time and attention, I want to give it to them. I want to give them the freedom that this company has never seemed to give them. And I'm going to take each and every single one of them from your R-Truths to your Roman Reigns to the moon. And with that silence, Austin Furies immediately goes for an assault on Cameron Grimes, who gets out of the ring. Vince McMahon orders security to chase after Cameron Grimes, who runs into the stands and the balconies, once again leaving money in his wake as he leaves with a huge target on his back. We head into Act 2. Two is pretty damn simple here. Cameron Grimes asked for advice by Ted DiBiase, who, through losing the million dollar championship, he asks, hey, look, is there, is there anything that I can do to maintain this thing? How did you deal with Vince in the past? And Ted simply says that he didn't. He lived with it. I lived with Vince being the way that he was around other talent, but I know somewhere deep down that you could be different and I don't know anything about this crypto space I don't know anything about NFTs but I do know that if everything's got a price you have always got their number and he simply gives as much support as he can to Cameron Grimes who is now basically a wanted man by Vince McMahon from this point, Vince McMahon has created a bounty on Cameron Grimes, asking anybody on both Raw and SmackDown to retrieve Cameron Grimes' laptop and get him 
to release all the NFTs and in turn control of a portion of the WWE. Now, at this point, Vince is absolutely irate. He keeps talking to Austin Fury throughout the weeks and weeks of television, which will eventually develop into something potentially later. But for now, we get our very first sets of programs for Mr. Cameron Grimes on the main roster. The first of one being Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Now, I know what you're going to say. I'm not a huge fan of this either, but say what you want about this. Both of them are rich characters made by accidental wealth. The team fits. So with it, we get a set of weekly bits of television where Vince McMahon, unbeknownst to Cameron Grimes, attempts to convince Corbin to manipulate Grimes by saying that he is nothing compared to you. And if you win, I will give you a portion of control that you lost as Constable Corbin if you are able to retrieve these NFTs from Cameron Grimes. And with it, Corbin and Madcap Moss attempt to create an unlikely alliance with Cameron Grimes that happens through several weeks of television. Much of which is like the Cesaro and Sheamus dynamic from the very early days of Raw when they were a team. Where we got the yay! Boo! Yay! Boo! In which we start to see a bit of an unlikely friendship. We get some, you know, comedic skits with them in the casino where uh, Baron Corbin tries to get him to play what he deems to be an unlucky slot machine, but he doesn't see Madcap Moss try and have another go of it on his own, which leads to Cameron Grimes getting some luck, <laughs> and Madcap Moss and him getting annoyed. And it gets to a point where Baron Corbin says, hey, look, you know, I've been meaning to get into investing, but I, I didn't know a really good point to jump off to, so I wanted to ask you, and I've been looking at this, and I know how much you love that WWE stock. Maybe we should invest in this new WWE coin. It's called the Wildcard Coin. And, of course, Cameron Grimes, now all of a sudden after having like a month of television teaming together, he, he starts to kind of believe it because he's been backing him up against the likes of Alpha Academy who've been coming to assault him. Sheamus, Ridge Holland various other insert lower card heels who want to attack Mr. Cameron Grimes. And it gets to a point where, you know, Cameron Grimes agrees and they promise that next week they're going to make this happen. But with it, we get one little whisper between him and Madcap Moss, you know, Madcap Moss trying to give a joke to him, as they go off the air. And the very next week it is a... Live unveiling with once again Corey Graves announcing the brand new WWE wildcard coin and introducing Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Cameron Grimes. It's at this point that they both purchase in their own ways a section of this coin. And it's at this point that Baron Corbin reveals his entire plan. He says that, hey, I did this to manipulate you. Nobody really believes in this. I I knew all along that you would go into this because you're so sick of this control, which I've been able to live with my entire career. You are never going to get this. Something like that in their own little piece of commentary. And he basically concludes by saying that Cameron Grimes is broke. 
And with it, Baron Corbin looks at his phone in which he invested in Cameron Grimes. He smiles. He smiles because he shows Baron Corbin his phone. He sees that he actually had a significant rise in worth. And at this point, Corbin says, how, how did this happen? I'm, I'm one of the few people who created this coin. Me and Madcap, we created this coin to get to you. We pumped and dumped. And he looks over the Madcap Moss. And Cameron Grimes reveals that he bribed Madcap Moss to give him his share of the tokens. So that he could pump and dump just before Corbin could, before the segment. Because he wants to return to just being called Reddick Moss. At this point, Corbin, absolutely furious. He tries to swing at Grimes, who reluctantly gets away. And we build, in an ironic thing, because I like to think in character, Cameron Grimes has bought this NFT. We get Cameron Grimes versus Baron Corbin in a chairs match in defense of Cameron Grimes' NFTs. And also Baron Corbin's potential wealth because Cameron Grimes is a valiant babyface and such. In which the match goes on, we have a very competitive back and forth until eventually Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in with a chair for the win. Eventually beating him and renaming him through the power of NFTs and owning the King Corbin and Happy Corbin name, Baron Corbin once again. Renaming Madcap Moss, Riddick Moss and all that stuff saying that he will continually and always try to help members of the WWE roster. From week to week, Cameron Grimes is defending his NFTs against the likes of various other mid-card to lower-card heels, guys like Sheamus, Ridge Holland, uh, you know what, throw MVP in there because his whole gimmick with the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, all the likes defending him in gimmick matches that he has purchased via these NFTs as a cheap little plug. Stuff like the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match, a, a casket match, all these other random things which is eventually banging up Cameron Grimes. But he is still standing. Little by little, he starts to give more control to other WWE superstars and wrestlers, bringing back Seth Rollins' old theme, which he doesn't really keep. Uh, allowing Big E to have the old five gimmick again, if he ever so pleased, along with the chalk. Uh, giving Xavier Woods his own up, up, down, down YouTube channel back. Little things that make Cameron Grimes appear like the Robin Hood of WWE. And meanwhile with this, we return to Austin Fury and Vincent Kennedy McMahon, in which... Vincent Kennedy McMahon starts to say to a very young and misguided Austin Fury, Do you want to impress me, boy? I I'm not going to do that voice. I have sacrificed everything for this company. Co-workers, friends, and even my own flesh and blood to keep this company afloat. You want to be the franchise of this company? You want to impress me? You wish... To show the people the way? Show me that you have what it takes to do anything to save this company. And with it, weeks and weeks go by where Cameron Grimes isn't present. 
And Vince McMahon gives an ultimatum to him as he sees him in the stands calling him out to Cameron Grimes to end this madness. He sees, as ordered by Vince McMahon's security team, Ted DiBiase. Yes, Vince McMahon has taken Ted DiBiase hostage, which leads Cameron Grimes to sprint down to the ramp where he sees Austin Fury. Security restrain Cameron Grimes as Vince McMahon orders Austin Fury to fulfill his destiny. As Austin Fury reluctantly attacks the legend that is Ted DiBiase, assaulting him as Cameron Grimes can do nothing but watch. And in doing so, Cameron Grimes watches as his mentor, the holder of the Million Dollar Championship, is thrown off the stage by Austin Fury. Leaving Cameron Grimes in a mindless rage and stating that he wants a match with Austin Fury. And if Austin Fury wins, he can have all the NFTs he wants. And that is the end of Act 2. So our third and final act shall actually happen at Money in the Bank in what can only really be described as a... I guess a laptop ladder match? That's the best way I can describe it between Austin Fury and Cameron Grimes, the winner retrieving Cameron Grimes' NFTs and in turn the stake in the company. One, maintaining balance. One, ushering in potentially new change. Throughout the weeks of television, each of them rack up their own sets of singles victories. Ones like Cameron Grimes, which are backs against the wall against guys like Seamus. Guys like a Ridge Holland. That's a great one. And of course, Austin Fury getting some big victories over well-established babyface talent like your... Can't believe I'm saying it. Finn Balor and AJ Styles. But hey, you gotta put over Austin Fury strong at some point. And with it, they get a final interaction between the pair. With Vince McMahon, of course, in the side of Austin Fury, who says that, Cameron, we may be similar, but some of us were cut with finer meat and cloth than others. And he simply concludes that Cameron Grimes is nothing but a ripoff of his own success. And everything that he's done has been a fluke. Everything that he's accomplished has been fruitless. Because as long as he's standing, as long as he's breathing, he will always be the owner and chairman of WWE. Cameron Grimes simply says that you may own it, but I've never wanted to own this company. I've wanted to aid this company. All I wanted when I first came here was to be a superstar, a WWE superstar, but all I got when I came here was rejection after rejection after rejection. When we first spoke to each other, you deemed my actions as a lethal dose of poison. Vince, I didn't come here to be 
a poison for this company. I came here to be the antidote for this company. I may not be the wrestler that you think I am. I may not be the manager that you believe I could be, but I can't help but feel that I'm the manager that these people had wanted. And sure, maybe the way I got through it was a bit of a fluke. I'll be the honest, I've been extremely lucky in my career. I got hurt, I got rich. I came up here, I got lucky again. My career's been filled with luck. But there ain't nothing that is lucky about Cameron Grimes in this ring. And there's nothing that is more unlucky than a set of ladders for you and your friend over here. You wanted him to show WWE the way? Well, his way had left long, long ago. So at Money in the Bank, I'm not just taking back my NFTs. I'm not trying to just take control of this company. I am going to help bring back the joy to WWE. W-E. Because Vince McMahon, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, when I climb that ladder and I retrieve my NFTs, I'm taking this company, I'm taking the blockchain, I'm taking crypto to the moon. And that is the build-up for money in the bank. A pay-per-view that has a match between Cameron Grimes and Austin Fury for NFTs. It is a match filled with high spots because Austin Fury is deceptively agile for his strength. Various power spots where he chucks the things at Cameron Grimes, ladders, various other things. We even get some references to cryptos and NFTs. Maybe he chucks a very, like, steel chair with, like, a printed Yang cat on it. I don't know. We get Cameron Grimes hitting various cave-ins onto ladders, him risking his life jumping over the top rope and attacking him from outside. Vince McMahon tries to interfere throughout the match and he tries to bring in various pieces of security, but who comes in at last minute? It's the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, doing what he does best, bribing all of the guards so that they can leave Vince McMahon absolutely furious as Ted DiBiase, in a sense of revenge, punches Vince McMahon right in the face, bringing him to the back as Cameron Grimes hits one more cave-in onto Austin Fury, reclaims his laptop, the NFTs in the process, and maintains his degree of stock in the company and power over others and tries to bring back some of the old nostalgic feelings of modern WWE to the masses. Some of the old or new Def Rebel songs changed with some old CFO money tracks, bringing back some old gimmicks, and giving WWE a huge, significant, and some might even say a much-needed reset, as Cameron Grimes takes NFTs and crypto and Web3, apparently, all the way to the moon. <laughs> and that's how you integrate NFTs into WWE. <laughs>
this certainly was a journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't expect this booking to be good. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for something that was weird, wacky, and just decided to run with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you, my fictional friends, or maybe even newer listeners to this podcast. Was this booking good? Was it bad? Was it meh? I'm open to all suggestions, as I am with every episode of Wrestling With Fiction. This was certainly a weird episode to remember with NFT wars, crypto, wages, and NFT-related bouts in ladder matches and various other things. And me just booking Cameron Grimes because I like Cameron Grimes. That, that, that's pretty much the story we should take from this booking. I like Cameron Grimes. <laughs> And I hope he gets called up to the main roster and does something. Because I, I don't know what he's doing in NXT 2.0. I'm, I'm afraid for him. I'm afraid for my boy. <laughs> and with that, I want to say to every single one of you, thank you all so much for listening. Recently, we've, we've just had a huge spike in listeners recently who have been checking out old episodes, newer episodes of Wrestling With Fiction. And that, that couldn't have happened without the love and support of every single one of you. So thank you all so much for listening and being consistent supporters of this podcast. And I I don't even know what to say further. Thank you. (laughs) And with it, if you've enjoyed this podcast or YouTube video, wherever you find this, feel free to like, subscribe, leave a review on insert your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you want to leave it. I'm everywhere, apparently. And with that out of the way, once again, I'm going to leave it here. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.